Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, March 30. It's Greg and Steph. I have missed you the past couple weeks. Yes, I know. It's been a wild deal. We had a great show last week where we listened to uh, really the the heartbeat of all six candidates for the District 118 school board election that's just a couple days away. It's on Tuesday, April the 4th. And if you are wondering who you're going to vote for, if you are a Danville resident, uh, I would encourage you to go back to the Mm -hmm. March 23rd show. And the one thing that I will say about all six candidates, a couple of them I know well, a couple of them I kind of know, two of them I'd never met before this, Mm -hmm. but I just love the fact they want to be involved in the process. We live in a day where it seems like more and more people are saying thanks but no thanks right. and i understand that sure. quite honestly sure. i get that but i love the fact that you've got six people that are saying i want our school district to be the very best that it possibly mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. and uh we think there is a forum tonight thursday night march 30 we think at the library mm-hmm. um so we'll see that's something to check out but uh just honored to be able this spring to help you know, the people in this area, especially the city of Danville, decide right. who am I going to vote for for mayor? Right. Who am I going to vote for for school board? Right. Now, do you remember the case that went to the Supreme Court last summer yep, involving do. the high school football coach? His name is Joe Kennedy, mm-hmm. I believe. That's right. And he was fired several years ago, five, six years ago, mm-hmm. because he would not stop praying silently following football games Mm -hmm. and the school district said we we don't want you praying in in public view Mm -hmm. um there there were students that had started joining in and he he was fired and he fought for six years and most of the legal challenges early on went against him Mm -hmm. well finally last summer the supreme court said you cannot stop somebody from silently praying Mm -hmm. in public Mm -hmm. that's part of being an american we don't live in north korea we don't live in china (laughs) We don't live in Afghanistan. And so uh, this week news dropped that praying football coach receives a nearly $2 million settlement from the school district. And so... What do you think, Stephanie? Well, $2 million? I wonder how much he has spent already. Well, that's true. So, yeah. I, I mean, he's not walking away with $2 million because he's probably spent a well, lot already. Now, now, let me push back just a little bit because what I have heard is that, like, the Alliance Defending Freedom and other faith, faith-based legal associations Represent. have represented him at no cost. Now, I don't know if he didn't maybe incur legal costs early on. Right, right. Um, and again... I'm not begrudging that that he received a financial settlement, but I'm guessing that most high school football coaches, the stipend they receive is, you know, (laughs) maybe a couple thousand dollars. And it just seems like an extreme settlement. Let me ask you this. Could it be that the reason the settlement is as extensive as it is, almost $1.8 million, that they're trying to send a message to school districts, to city councils, to county boards, to governing bodies, mm-hmm. stop messing with First Amendment rights. What do you think? Could be. Well, when it goes all the way to the Supreme Court and they come down and say, you know, you can't, we have to protect religious liberty for all. Right. Isn't that what Judge Sotomayor right. said in her right. dissent there? So, right. 
Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, it does say that he needs to be compensated for reasonable attorney's fees. Okay. Reinsta- okay. Reinstated prior to March 15th, 2023. Okay. So. okay. Uh, again, what do I think? Yeah. I think it's a win for well, religious liberty. And, and I hope that it's a message that's being sent, even in our state of Illinois, that at the end of the day, you can be as much of an activist as you want to be. Right. But when you mess with First Amendment rights, right. there is a potential backlash. Right consequence and and how that plays out he got his job back is he going back he's getting his job back as i understand it he's going to be on the sidelines this fall now i'm conflicted over that because there's football coaches that have been hired Mm -hmm. and so just reasonably you would think if he's being given his job back somebody is being removed Mm -hmm. from that situation i look at it in a lot of ways as just a really bad almost lose-lose situation he lost six years ago the, the the players that really loved him, they lost. Mm-hmm. And I think the school district has lost. I think you should call him and yeah. ask him if he'd come on the come show. Come on direct line? I mean, yeah. I would just like to know yeah. what what his thoughts are. What his take is on all of that? Yeah. yeah. After, been, after having been through it, and do you want to go back, and do you feel like you'd be accepted back right. by the players, the parents? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Just well, a curio- curiosity. Yeah, but again, I am thankful for people that are rising up, like the Baker in Colorado, right. Jack Phillips, mm-hmm. like the football coach in Washington mm-hmm. State, Joe Kennedy, and others that are saying, we could just let this go and move on with life, right, right. but it's bigger than us. Right. And I think in in our world today, and especially in our country today, mm-hmm. I, I think Christians need to stand up and say, I, I will not be ashamed right. to kneel privately. In England, there is a woman that has been arrested three different times for praying silently across the street from an abortion clinic. Hmm. Praying silently. Standing on a sidewalk How do they know on that, public that, how property. How do they know that's what she's doing? They asked her, "Are you praying?" She said, "Yes." They, they put her in her. handcuffs. Hmm. Now that's not America. Right. That's scary to yeah, me, quite honestly. You know, yeah. and so you know, is is a pushback coming? Is a reset coming? I don't know, hmm. but um, I, I I think that this court is sending a pretty significant message mm-hmm. that I hope will be heard by anyone that wants to infringe on First Amendment rights. Right. Right. Hey, um, have you ever been a part of a church that does a big Easter egg hunt? I have not. I have not really either, but I know that's kind of been the rage in the past. There is a Nevada church that is going to drop 10,000 Easter eggs from a helicopter. <laughs> I mean, 10,000? That is a lot of Easter eggs. It is. It's Element Church's annual Easter egg hunt um, is just really pretty crazy to me that you see this playing out. And so here's the question that I have for you. Actually, it wasn't Element Church. That's the picture that's on the front. Um, It's actually a church in Las Vegas, a Hispanic church. Uh, Why don't you pronounce that for me? I'm not sure I can pull that off. I Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The Center for Familiar... Family Christian yeah. church. I yeah, think? I don't know. But but what do you think about that? What, what do you think about <laughs> these events that gather people together? You know, for the idea of we're going to get candy or we're going to get prizes. Is is that a good thing? Do you think? I think if the church has the budget for it, yeah. and they want to spend their money to yeah. to reach out to their community that way, I think it's yeah. I think it's fine. I, I I mean, we spend a lot of money on Easter, right? To go right. to the civic center and right. do something for our community, right? I don't know what the 
particularly the difference is yeah. as long as I mean as long as they're using it as a way to connect and hopefully share Jesus. Well, the tie-in there actually is a tie-in with the service. I think it's great that they're doing this, and I totally agree with you that I think, especially when it comes to Resurrection Sunday, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to Easter. Churches should be all in. They should do mm-hmm. whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. We studied a passage of Scripture briefly Sunday from Mark chapter 14 where Mary of Bethany mm-hmm. anointed Jesus with this very expensive, right. lavish perfume. And one of the one of the criticisms against her is that money could have been sold right. and used to help poor people. And instead, you're wasting a year's wages, right. you know, doing this to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a principle there. And the principle is if you're kingdom minded, if there is a kingdom purpose in Mm -hmm. mind, Mm -hmm. let's do whatever we can to tell the story of Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I love this story. Mm -hmm. I I know nothing about this church. I've never been to Las Vegas, but I think it's awesome that you have a church that's saying, maybe we get the family there under the auspice of you'll get some candy or you'll get a prize, Mm -hmm. but you know, maybe they end up going to church and they hear about Jesus. And uh, I'm just super excited about that. Maybe they have a good deal on a helicopter rental. You don't know. I mean, it might not be as expensive as we think. (laughs) Depends on who you know. Hey, I have a question about yes. that Mary yes. Bethany story. Yes. So I know she used it to prepare Jesus's body for his burial. Correct. So that was what, how many days before he died? Well, I think they believe that that's happening on Tuesday evening okay. of Holy Week. I believe Tuesday evening or maybe Wednesday. Most of the gospels say we know nothing about what happened on Wednesday. So I think Tuesday evening. So was yeah. that a typical practice? Like if someone was sick and you knew they were dying, would you begin to I don't, th- I don't think so. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. I think this was, um, you know, Mary of Bethany. I, I use the term radically worshiping Jesus. Right, but it says in that passage if yeah. she was doing it to prepare oh, yeah. his body. Je- well, for Jesus bar- said Jesus, that. Yeah. Jesus said that. Um, now, my question is, did Mary know what she was doing? I don't know. Well, I'm he not told sure. them. Yeah. He told them. He but... said that. But my point is, did, did she fully understand or was she just loving Jesus? Was she just know. worshiping Jesus? But I'm Jesus? saying he told them, I'm yeah. going to be killed. Right. I'm going to be buried. I'm going to. Ra-. I mean, I mean, he said it through his whole ministry. Right. But they didn't get it. They didn't but get did it. Did she get it? Yeah. yeah. It makes you wonder. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Just I don't makes know what me the answer wonder is. about burial yeah. practices yeah. back then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and we read in like John, what is it, John 19, where Joseph of Arimathea yeah. and uh, Nicodemus the Pharisee, they, they actually, after Jesus has died on the cross via crucifixion, they they basically prepare him for burial, mm-hmm. and it's something like 75 pounds of, mm-hmm. of myrrh are used along those mm-hmm. lines. So it, it is fascinating mm-hmm. how it played out in the mm-hmm. first century world, but I, I just, I, I, I've really loved going through the Gospel of Mark. I've never taught through Mark. Mm-hmm. I've never preached through Mark. I've done a lot in Matthew, a lot in Luke, and a lot in John. You pack a lot in. Well, I mean, it's wonderful. You pack so much yesterday information. Yesterday was in. a challenging day for me because I love to be able to really break down the specifics mm-hmm. of, and, and I I skipped over much right. of the narrative just for time's sake because I really wanted to spend time talking about. What is the Lord's Supper? Right. What is communion? Right. Why, why do we do this? Right. What is the right. significance of it? And you and, say yesterday. That's because we're pre-recording on Yeah, that's right. That's Monday, right. We're so actually pre-recording on Monday. Good Sunday catch. Service. I'm talking about yeah. Sunday, yeah. March yeah. 26, yeah. definitely. Gotcha. Sorry, well, I got off track there with the Easter That's okay. Hunt, no, it's but... real good. Let's do this. Let's go to break. Okay. Now, when we come back, you are going to be doing a couple segments right. of interviews, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just going to let you set that up a little bit okay. later, but I'll be back for segment four. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, March the 30th. We'll be right back after this. Hi, 
I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie and Greg has departed the room. Um, I don't know if there's too much estrogen in here, but that usually doesn't stop him. Uh, But he is not present for the next two segments. He'll be back with us in the fourth segment. But I am happy to be joining us today in studio, Bethany Frost and Cheryl Liggett. And Cheryl, you are the worship leader at Catlin Church of Christ. Yes. And Uh Bethany, you're currently, what is your position at Covington Christian Elementary School? I am the Bible teacher there. You are the Bible mm-hmm. teacher there. Yes. But you have been previously on staff Correct. at, um, what church was it? Connection Church. Connection Church here mm-hmm. in Danville. Yes. And what was your position there? I was the children's director there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, the, the conversation that we're going to have this morning as three women who have been on staff or are currently on staff at a local church, we're not going to go the direction of should women be allowed to preach and teach. I don't want to go down that path, um, but I do want to go down the path and just discuss what it's like for women to be on staff and uh, maybe some of the benefits that we can bring to the table and maybe some of the challenges that we face as well. So I'm going to ask you gals to kind of give me a little bit about your background. Tell me your experience as a young girl um, in the in the local church. I assume, did you go to church? We'll start with you, Cheryl. Yes, yes. I grew up in the church. Um, and as far as, you know, we're talking about the difference between men and women um, in my growing up. Um, I didn't see a lot of difference. I mean, it didn't, it didn't affect me as far as like, oh, women can't do this or that. Mm-hmm. It was just the, the way that they worked together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved um, the way that women poured into my life when I was young. Yes. Um, 
they just bring something special that um, that men don't have as far as that nurturing ability. Right. Yeah, I right. agree. So, I was thinking about it also, and I thought I. I don't know that I saw a difference between a, a man's role and a woman's role. In fact, I was thinking it was unusual probably when I was growing up that I had a male Sunday school teacher and okay. that seemed to be sort of the cliche, you know, woman's job right. or, you know, um, something a woman might do more so. And I actually didn't have that experience. So I, I had the same thought, Cheryl, of um, I saw a lot of men and women working in all different areas when I was growing yeah. up in the church, too. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up in the church. I don't remember seeing women on the, the main platform. Mm. I don't remember seeing that. Right. But my life was affected, Cheryl, like yours, in that as a child, women that poured into my life in Sunday school, particularly vacation Bible school, there were probably... There probably were a few men, but they don't stand out to me. It was more women that were in those roles. Mm. Um, So then as you grew up and and now you've become a staff member at a church, um, how did you get there? Did you interview for a a specific position or were you volunteering at this church and you kind of just morphed into a staff position? How did Mm -hmm. that work for you guys? Bethany, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, mine was the latter. Um, Mine was a morphine of sorts. Um, I volunteered in a lot of children's programming. Um, That's just my gifting and wiring as Mm -hmm. students and generations younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was volunteering nurseries and I got asked to do a Sunday school class for a third grade um, group of girls. And um, over the years, as that continued, it just sort of morphed into a, we want to make this a paid position mm-hmm. and we think you would be great for it. And um, I was sort of drawn to that at the time in my life season. Mm-hmm. And um, I did interview, but I think it was more of a technicality. It was kind right. of a, we want to make sure this is a good fit and not so much, you know, we're going to open it up to everybody to come interview. So um, yeah, that morphed into a job and I worked there for six years. Okay. I was yeah. wondering how long yeah, you were there. So then you went from that directly to the Christian school. Well, I was actually at the Christian school okay. at the time. Okay. Um, and just season of life, we had a, a kid who was entering kindergarten at the time mm-hmm. and living in a different state than where I was teaching mm-hmm. and having to go to school in a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, the logistics were just going to be difficult. And so it was a good time to sort of step away from the school mm-hmm. at that time and um, focus on ministry at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Lord brought that opportunity back around while I I was still at the church um, and I began to be able to do both. And so um, went back to the school teaching. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Cheryl, how about you? How did you end up on staff at Catlin? Yeah. And did I, you serve at any other church? No. Okay. That's no, your I've only... always gone to Catlin. Okay. Um, yeah, I was involved in the music and we got to a place where there was nobody. The person that had been there, I believe, was one of the minister's wives that mm-hmm. was doing the music. Mm-hmm. So there was a vacancy there mm-hmm. and I just kind of volunteered to fill that. Um, and at the same time, my oldest daughter was going to Lincoln Christian University Mm -hmm. and I'd always wanted to finish my degree. And so they said, well, while you have one, two, three kids in college, that's a perfect time, you know, financially Mm -hmm. to do that. So I was able to go at that time um, and finish my degree at Lincoln and just more and more responsibility, you know, began Mm -hmm. to, to come to me. Um, Our tech person left. And so all of that is kind of, of on me right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And Chris, Chris does a great job of working with that. But well, we give um, Chris a hard time around here, but he's, <laughs> he's become sort of like a little brother to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we give him a hard time too. Yeah. And he deserves it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. How long have you been serving in this position at Catlin? Um, let's see, 1999. So that'd be 20, 
24 years, my responsibility Which is grown kind of unusual. The, the longevity yeah. is a little bit unusual, I think, these days, especially in a worship leader position. I, I Things mean, have changed so much. They really have. They, mm. Yeah, because at first it was choosing hymns yes. and one song leader That's and right. organ and piano. And so, yeah, it's been a big, big change when you look back over really a short time span. Right. And, um, and I wonder, in even in like children's ministry, has it changed much? Or is it, I mean, we don't do flannel graph. <laughs> There's a lot more technical <laughs> yeah. support that is needed, I think, sometimes. But, yeah. I mean, you're still just teaching kids the lessons of right. the Bible yeah, I think it's the delivery and the methods have uh-huh. changed, but I think mm-hmm. it's still the same core, you know, in instructing and teaching the word of God. And right. that looks differently than it did 10, 20 years ago. But right. yeah. I want to ask you, ladies, how do you think God has gifted women to contribute to and to serve the local church? And I, I have an article here that um, I read this week, and it's talking a lot about, um, you know, spiritual gifts. Um, one of the spiritual gifts that um, all not all, but some Christ followers have, is the gift of leadership. Mm. And nowhere in the Bible does it say that only men receive the leadership gift. And like all spiritual gifts, leadership is gender neutral. So what what do you think it is that God has gifted women uh, specifically to serve the local church? Cheryl, I'll let you tackle that one first. Okay. Um, boy, I, w- I would think it would be more of a open heart okay. to people. Um, being able to sense when somebody needs encouragement. Um, I, for me, I try to lead more from behind, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. as far as encouraging people and, and not, you know, I always let people share their ideas and their gifts mm-hmm. because we work, you know, as a team and mm-hmm. work together. So mm-hmm. I don't consider myself a huge leader, um, maybe a bring-alonger, mm-hmm. you know. A cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, as far as women in the church, um, I just think there's sometimes that tender-heartedness that men don't always get, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there sometimes hurts in the church that they don't even see. And so right. I think sometimes women can bring a spotlight to that and Absolutely. help them. Absolutely. Absolutely. What you do know. you think, Bethany? I When I first thought of this question, the um, image that came to my mind was actually the beginning um, creation of Adam and Eve mm-hmm. in Genesis. And we use it a lot for marriage, but I think it's so applicable to the church. Um, just this idea of a helpmate. Mm-hmm. And I think that that word in our society today kind of gets confused that Eve was made as a helper for God. And I think sometimes we think of helper as like somebody, you know, to do his dishes yeah, (laughs) or whatever that might entail. And, um, actually just love that analogy that God gives us time and time again in the old Testament of a helper, that he is the helper of Israel, that Mm -hmm. Eve was the helper to Adam and that it, Mm -hmm. and that together they were both fully in the image of God. And so I think when it comes to serving in a church, um, that, that women have such value in the way that they were wired and the way that they were created that a man doesn't, whether that be tenderheartedness or mm-hmm. compassion or just that nurturing, um, that nurturing nature within us. Um, I think it's so necessary for men and women to work together mm-hmm. in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's the unity together as the body that brings such a picture of who God is mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think without that, that, that it's lacking um, right. when a woman is not being used, whatever her gifting might be, because that's different for everybody, right? right? right that right. that you have a gifting and calling differently than other people. Right. Um, so I think that it's just using that and coming together as the body of Christ in that sort of marriage picture of mm-hmm. men and women serving together. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to be a full picture of who God is. Right. Um, along with that, um, in the same article, it's talking about uh, not just in the church, but talking about how women generally have a different leadership style than men, and that's very positive. And it says the Peterson Institute for International Economics has confirmed that businesses with more women in senior leadership roles are also more profitable. And um, I think that that is a benefit. I think that's a benefit, like you're talking about, of women and men working together. And if it if it if it shows that you make more money in in um, the business world, I wonder if that could be applied. Could we see more people come to Christ um, because men and women are leading well together? Well, girls, it's time to take a commercial break. Um, but when we come back from the break, I want to ask you about some of the challenges that women face. Because um, it's not always easy, and it, it, it doesn't always work like a perfect marriage. Um, but we'll talk about some of the challenges. Um, thanks again for joining us. If you're listening, um, we're talking with Cheryl Liggett from Catlin Church of Christ and Bethany Frost from Covington Christian Elementary School. And we'll be back right after these messages. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments, and he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. We're going to continue our conversation with Bethany Frost and Cheryl Liggett. We're talking this morning about the role of women serving in the local church and specifically in the area of leadership. I want to ask you girls, what are some challenges that you personally have faced or that you maybe see other women facing involving church leadership? Who'd like to tackle that one first? What are some challenges for women in the local (laughs) church? I'll go ahead. Um, I've been doing this a lot longer, (laughs) a lot older than you guys. Um, So I can remember um, before I was on the leadership team, it was all men. Mm -hmm. It was all men. And then eventually, you know, they invited me to come. 
And it took a while mm. for all the guys, I think, to get used to that. Mm. I tried to, you know, not put a lot of my opinions out there at mm. first, you know, but I'm so totally comfortable now. Um, I don't think the guys even look at, is it, am I a woman? So you it's know? more than just your staff position. You are actually on a leadership team, right. a with senior the, leadership team. With the elders team. and, okay. and okay. deacons, they invite the staff to come. Uh -huh. so yeah, that, I you was know, too, and I'm yeah. in a position at our mm -hmm. church as well. Yeah, we've got mm -hmm. a smaller church, and so it really helps to keep communication mm -hmm. for yeah. all of us mm -hmm. to be together. And, That's you know, awesome. they, I think they respect me. I respect them. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like you don't see that difference. That's wonderful. At this point, yeah. I thought it was interesting when I started thinking about doing this show, I asked five women. Um, one is a, lead, a senior leader, lead minister in the community, and she declined. It didn't give me a reason. I asked two other women, and one said, I'm not comfortable talking about this. Mm -hmm. And the third said, I don't want to be perceived as if I'm stirring the pot, which mm -hmm. I thought was an interesting response <laughs> because we're just talking about women and how they serve. And I'm wondering, do women feel really safe? Does that one feel really safe? Like she doesn't feel like she can talk about her role because she's going to be perceived as stirring the pot. So I like that you're saying it, maybe it took a little time, but they mm -hmm. don't perceive even really much of the difference right. for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about you, Bethany? Honestly, too, I think a little bit of it is more of our perception than what maybe excuse me, than what may be true. Mm, yeah. um, I think, cause I was the same way starting out. Like I was the only female on staff at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think I was more hesitant. Mm -hmm. I was more aware that mm -hmm. I was a woman on yeah. staff with mm -hmm. a very heavily male influence. Mm -hmm. And so I probably was more hesitant. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if that comes a little bit from that too. Um, because a lot of my challenges would have been similar, I would say to what you said, Cheryl, of just mm -hmm. cohesiveness, mm -hmm. kind of fitting and mm -hmm. blending that together. Um, feeling like you brought something worthwhile and that it was you know meaningful at first mm -hmm. and not that I would say even any of those males thought that but that's what I thought going into it is yeah. I don't want to be just this kind of gonging symbol in the room <laughs> like I want to bring something valuable and right. um, to the table and right. um, so I think that was a struggle for me also is I thought differently I was wired differently and yes. I would point out things that nobody else would see and and it began to feel a little bit like I'm sort of the um, nitpicker or, you know, whatever it might be in the room. And so I had to be aware of that. And then also just realize like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And as a member of the team, I bring this to the table yeah. and we've got to figure out a way to, to work them all together mm -hmm. so that our team is cohesive, mm -hmm. male and female. Yeah. And just being obedient to God when he brings something to you mm -hmm. to say, you know, having the boldness to share it Absolutely. and also knowing when you know, you don't, they don't when need your opinion on everything, <laughs> right? Right, right. I think that's one of the challenges that I face too is, and, and I don't, there are not women on the senior leadership team where I serve. And I think that's unfortunate because I, I think there are so many women that we represent. Mm -hmm. Pew Research says that in Protestant churches right now, 55% of our attendees are women and 45% are men. Mm -hmm. And I think when decisions are made without hearing from a woman's perspective, you're not really representing who is really a large portion of your congregation. And so I think that's a challenge. And I would challenge that for men. Invite women to that decision-making table and let them have a voice because they have unique, like you said, mm -hmm. Bethany, they have unique perspectives. They're wired different. They mm -hmm. would ask different questions. Mm -hmm. yeah. They would get a gut feeling mm -hmm. that sometimes a man would not get. And so I think that is the biggest 
I think that's the biggest challenge is inviting women to the decision-making table. Right. I think it's very similar. I mean, think about a relationship between a husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. You know, a wife can help her husband think of things in a way that he doesn't always think and vice versa. My husband thinks of things that I would never in a million years even care about or think about Mm -hmm. and brings those to me. In parenting, you you know, Mm -hmm. it's studies all over the world have shown that, you know, you need both the father and the mother's involvement in child rearing. Um, And so I think those same things apply to the church. It circles right back to the Genesis creation story of Mm -hmm. there's a reason why God created a male and a female and that they were both holy and uniquely in his image because they were both needed. Mm -hmm. And then thinking about the character of God in scripture and it's like holy cow you know he Mm -hmm. uses all of these people who society and culture would say aren't valuable and Mm -hmm. don't bring anything Mm -hmm. to the table Mm -hmm. they're not really worthwhile in our culture and he says those are the people I'm going to elevate you know whether that be a woman or whether that be a leper or Mm -hmm. somebody unclean or Mm -hmm. whether that be somebody who's outside of the racial circle in which you know Mm -hmm. they they wanted to function in and Mm -hmm. and he just constantly flipping the script and I think that Mm -hmm. that's so important in the local church today to know that there are people of all, you know, ages and gender that can bring value because they are purposed for his kingdom by him and that we need to, uh, to be open to allow that to happen. Right. I think that can go back, like you said, to ethnicity. I had a conversation with someone this week and, and we're talking about, uh, difference in the body of Christ. There are lots of differences and Mm -hmm. ethnicity is one of them. And the person said to me, well, I'm really more interested about the, um, the differences in a leadership team. And that kind of struck me Mm. (laughs) when, you know, a leadership team is maybe all white Mm -hmm. males, you're really not getting a a good Mm -hmm. perspective. And so that has been in my mind and kind of just confirmed it's more it's 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 a challenge not just for women but for minorities um you know, a, a lot of different, maybe different kinds of people yeah. in the local church. And when well, you we think of young people, right. you know, and, and I think of Paul's letter to Timothy mm-hmm. and how, he, I mean, mm-hmm. he's very specific about do not let your youth right. keep mm-hmm. you right. from doing what you're going to do right. because he knew that people were going to question it or, right. you know, be challenged by his age before right. he even opened his mouth about the word of God. Right. 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 And, you know, the decisions are made by maybe the elders, but mm-hmm. to get the, to take the work, take the time yes. to get the perspectives mm-hmm. yes. of different groups. Yes. Yeah. It would be really valuable, I think, for the church. I think so too. Well, let's move on from there. We only have a couple of minutes left. Um, I want to talk quickly, Bethany, for you. Has has the perception of women in leadership changed um, in Christian education? I mean, because I, I grew up, went to a Christian school. Many of the teachers were women. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some men and all of the leadership was male. Mm-hmm. Has that changed? Um, I don't know uh, across the board if yeah. it's changed. Um, when I first started, we had a female administration, okay. um, primarily female teachers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we do have a male administration now, uh-huh. but we also function underneath of the church that hosts our right. school, and that is primarily male uh-huh. leadership. Right. Um, I would say that they've done a good job of incorporating good. male, female into the school board. Um, so I think that, that it's a very different um, makeup than a church is even. And I don't know why, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems to be much more inclusive of you know male and female voices. I'm going to ask you this question. How, does, how do men in your congregation respond to you? Do you feel like it, you feel like you can you can minister to both men and women? Yeah, yeah. I I really Good. do. Good. Yeah, I mean all the, of course I deal mostly with the music, right. you know the the band and the mm-hmm. singers, and um, I have such great respect yeah. for all of those men yeah. and women. Yeah. Isn't um, it fun? It is. I think the music ministry because you and I are both together. It just gives you such, such an opportunity to work with older, younger, 
guys, girls. I mean, and, yeah. and it's just so much fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, we need to wrap this up. So I'm going to end with this last question. And Cheryl, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you first, how can our listeners pray for your particular ministry today? Your ministry, you're the worship leader at Catlin Church of Christ. What are your prayer needs today? Oh, man. Um, worship is such a vital um, thing in the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that God has called us to do mm-hmm. and, it, and it changes us. Um, I just think for me, the wisdom to know what what things, what ways reach people, mm-hmm. um, how to help them become better worshipers, mm-hmm. to become a better worshiper myself. Yeah. yeah, good. And how about you, Bethany, in your ministry? Yeah, I would just encourage listeners to pray for schools in general, yeah. but mm-hmm. especially Christian education. I mm-hmm. mean, our students are being equipped and empowered um, to be kingdom workers someday. And they're just fighting such a battle. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. education alone, there's just mm-hmm. so much happening in our local schools. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just really say pray for these next generations, that they would be obedient to the call Christ puts on their life, mm-hmm. that they would be bold in their faith, um, and that they would be willing to share um, who he is and what he's done in their mm-hmm. lives, even at a young age. Yeah, very good. Well, Bethany and Cheryl, thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you. Yeah, thank just you be so. bold and keep being the women that God created you to be and how you can impact those people around you, both men, women, old, young, children alike. And thank you for coming in and having this kind of difficult conversation this mm-hmm. morning. And we hope that, you know, it might cause our listeners to think a little bit about how, how God has wired them and how they can serve, whether they're a man or a woman, how they can serve in the local church and how important that is. Well, stick with us. And when we come back, it'll be Greg back in studio with us and we'll wrap up today's show. Hi. I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home. With starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, March 30. It's Greg and Steph. 
back together. And Steph, thanks for taking time to visit with these ladies. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, it's a, it's a subject that I think over the years um, has sort of evolved. And I mean, there's definitely controversy about right. women and their roles in the church. Right. And right. the purpose you know, of visiting them was not at right. all to really get into controversy, but to really just focus on you know how are women involved in the church and what gifts yeah. do they bring yeah. to the table. And yeah. so I appreciate them taking time today Absolutely. to visit with us and, or visit with me. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, Good stuff. Thanks. Hey, we could not do direct line without some great sponsors. And I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Last week's school board show mm-hmm. had limited commercials right. and each sponsor graciously agreed right. to give up their commercial time in order to have a thorough, you know, um, opportunity for each candidate right. to talk about their candidacy. So who are we saying thank you to? Yeah, we're thankful to, for Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, for Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tank Wash, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, and the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home. Okay, so we've talked a bunch about the Jesus Revolution movie. And I'm finally going to go this week. Okay. So, sorry, I haven't seen it. Well, that's okay. I'm going. I'm going. My and mom and d- is going. this like you and your mom? Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, I can't wait to hear what you think, but um, the, the Irwin brothers are the filmmakers that have produced this and other Christian mm-hmm. films, mm-hmm. and they have announced that they've got a new movie that's coming out starring Hilary Swank. Ooh. Do you know that name? I do. Yeah, and the, the movie is going to be entitled Angels Reside Among Us, and I think it's really going to be neat. I think they're shooting for mid-October, it looks like, for uh, the release. But um, do you think when a movie like Jesus Revolution far exceeds expectations? I mean, they were talking it was going to be in theaters for five days and then move on. And here we are several weeks later, and it's still rolling. Um, Does that change the game, so to speak? Or do you think it's just a one-time blip on the screen and it's back to normal. I guess we'll normal. find out. Yeah, right, right, No, right. I think, I think like, The Chosen has yep. has spurred, obviously. It's been a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I think it's, I think it has spurred change and I think we'll see more of it. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that they are producing <laughs> these movies. I want to go see Jesus Revolution again. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited about it. Um, I'm going to buy the book. Okay. You know, Greg Laurie wrote the book, right. Jesus Revolution, and that's what the, the film is based upon, but it's just are you a absolutely. Are fan? You know, I you don't, know? I don't know. I don't know if I, <laughs> I'm trying. What's she been in? What I know, um, I'm not a big actor, actress kind of guy. My wife and I'll be watching something and she's like, who is that? Where are they Uh from? And, you know, I just, I I don't know. I don't, I don't make that connection like I should necessarily. I think it's a, I mean, to me, I think it's a good sign you've got a major yeah. actress who is willing to yeah. really put her own probably career on the line to participate in something that could be yeah. perceived as controversial. Why would you do a movie like this? So. Well, you had that with Jesus Revolution with Kelsey Grammer right. and with the guy that plays Jesus in The Chosen. Right. I can't remember his name, but um, <laughs> he he was uh, very, very good playing Lonnie Frisbee. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I want to talk a little bit about Second Church because mm-hmm. we've got some neat things coming up. Um, this Sunday, we wrap wrap up our Gospel of Mark series, Mm -hmm. and really, it's kind of an odd topic for Palm Sunday, but we're going to be looking at failure, and -hmm. specifically Peter's failure. You know, I skipped this last Sunday. We were looking at the narrative where Jesus says, one of you is going to betray me, Mm -hmm. and of course, he's talking about Judas Iscariot, and Judas did betray him. 
but so did Peter. <laughs> you know, when you right. think about it. Right. And in reality, that's the story of all of us. Mm -hmm. I know that's the story of me. I right. wish it wasn't. I right. wish I could be on the radio today saying, you know, I have been 100% faithful all of my life mm -hmm. in my walk mm -hmm. with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But we're all sinners mm -hmm. and we all fall short mm -hmm. of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And I know for some people right now listening to this show, failure may define what you're feeling in terms of your walk mm -hmm. with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think especially during Holy Week, I think especially as we move toward Thursday night and Friday mm -hmm. and the cross, mm -hmm. it's a reminder that Christ died for our sins, that all of us are sinners in need of a Savior. So um, it's odd to say this, but I'm really excited to preach on failure this mm. Sunday. I'm really excited to look at Simon Peter. And I'm not telling the church of this, but this is actually part one of a two-part sermon. Mm. And we're going to come back the Sunday after Easter okay. and look at John 21. Okay. And I kind of call that the rest of the story. John gives us this great, beautiful narrative after the resurrection where Jesus and Peter, they, they finally connect. Mm -hmm. They finally talk. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's the transformational time in the life of Simon Peter. Well, I mean, when the women came to the tomb, didn't they were told specifically, go tell Peter. Peter. Go Peter. tell Peter. Yeah. Because yeah. he had failed so yeah. miserably. Yeah. And he probably thought, I'm, I'm just a yeah. loser. And yeah. And I like that the scripture says, go tell Peter yeah. specifically. And, and you look at what happens following this encounter with Jesus, and it involves food, it involves mm -hmm. breakfast, mm -hmm. it involves this miraculous catch. Peter's never the same mm -hmm. in a kingdom kind of way. You look at the book of Acts, which we're going to dive into the book of Acts all summer mm -hmm. long at Second Church in Main Auditorium. Mm -hmm. And man, I just, I, you just see a changed man. Right. You see a transformed man. Right. And I think that's a message, maybe an illustration for all of us. When we truly let go, when we truly say, Lord, here I am, I'm yours. Um, I think we've got Simon Peter potential. I really do, mm -hmm. you know? So well, I'm excited then to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be neat. This week. Hey, um, on, on a super spiritual level, how's your March Madness picks? Did you... <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't pick LOL. any. You I didn't? haven't okay. watched any, not, and I'm not following any so of it. So two weeks ago today, okay. I predicted that the final four was going to be Alabama, Texas, Marquette, and Gonzaga. Not a one of them is still standing. Right. I did have hope this weekend in the Elite Eight. Both Texas and Gonzaga made it to the Elite Eight, but uh, they both flamed out. And the final four is Miami and UConn and Florida Atlantic and San Diego State. Well, good for them. Yeah, it is. It is uh, the most unique final four ever. When is the ever. final four? When it is, is the... this Saturday okay. would be the final four games. Okay. And then next Monday is going gotcha. to be the championship game. Gotcha. Uh, so who are you rooting for? You know, I don't really know. There's not really any team that I would say I'm really just all in on. Um, probably Florida Atlantic, the team that's uh, least likely to be at the Final Four. Mm. I would love for that train to keep rolling. Yeah. It probably won't, but I think it is just a really, really unique deal. Hey, Secret Church, mm -hmm. April 21. I mm -hmm. wanted to talk a little bit about okay. this. Chris Robinson, who's one of our sponsors and one of our elders mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. at Second Church, introduced me to Secret Church. Right. David Platt, do you know that name? American preacher David mm -hmm. Platt. 
he uh, is convinced that most American Christians have no idea what Christians all over the world face, especially in countries that are hostile to the gospel. Absolutely. But he's saying that for a lot of them, they have to meet in the night. Mm. They have to meet Mm -hmm. in basements. Mm -hmm. They have to Mm -hmm. meet in secret. And so he started this event called Secret Church. It's on a Friday night. He goes from 6 p.m. to midnight. Mm -hmm. Last year, David just kept going and went till quarter till one. But uh, we are hosting it here at Second Church. This year, the theme is Jonah. He's going to be looking at the book of Jonah. It will be everything David Platt does is excellent. If you want to know more about Secret Church, if you want to join us, reach out to me, Greg, at secondchurch.com. There is a place for you. I'll tell you, this isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you want your, you know, 20 minute sermon in and out, this is not your deal. <laughs> right. But it was an incredible evening. Hmm. It really was. So that's Friday night, April 21. Is there a cost to that? Um, well, the first 25 people can come for free nice. due to the generosity of an anonymous donor. Okay. But then after that, I think there might be a $20. It's not much, okay. but there, there is a registration fee beyond that. I want you to say a word about Good Friday. We go all in with Easter and Easter at the arena. I think for me, the most meaningful time of worship every year is actually Good Friday. Talk about Good Friday. I would have to agree. I think Good Friday is a time where Christians gather um, who really just want to focus on Christ's sacrifice for us. And it just really is a a good preparation for Easter Sunday. So I think you miss out on Easter Sunday when you don't participate in the Good Friday remembering of the sacrifice of Jesus. And it's an opportunity, I think, for my worship team to be a bit creative. And so this year it's going to be very interactive. We're going to involve all five of our senses. Yes. Um, It's under an hour on Friday night, Good Friday at 6 o'clock in the main auditorium. And you'll come prepared to... Um, really participate in the service. And yeah. uh, so it's one of my favorite times of communion that we have. Yeah. Um, it's more than just taking a little piece of bread and, and a cup, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but this one, particularly this year, it's going to be almost a little bit more of a small meal. So. Yeah. Well, I love celebratory worship. I do. Mm-hmm. I love when we, and yesterday as we ended our service, mm-hmm. we, we were mm-hmm. singing that, is it a new Phil Wickham song? Right, I think. I mean, God. celebrating. Mm-hmm. But I think on Good Friday, mm-hmm. it is a time for Christians to be somber yeah, and, and to be reflective mm-hmm. and to remember. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you, for some Christians, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. They just, they yeah. are not able to do it. And I think that's a miss. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be somber all the time, but mm-hmm. I think on Good Friday, mm-hmm. that's what it's called mm-hmm. for. And I, I love what we've put together. And mm-hmm. many of the staff at Second Church, both Main and Next mm-hmm. Gen, are going to be collaborating together. It's going to be a sweet time. I would invite anyone that's a Christian right. that's not even not part of our church, but wants right. to come. Maybe your church doesn't do a Good Friday service. Please join us, 6 right. o'clock on Good Friday. And next week, we'll talk at length about Easter at the mm-hmm. arena. Right. We're also going to have from the Women's Care Clinic, Mar- Mariah Hansen on. Their oh, Celebration good. for Life is coming up at mm-hmm. the end of April. For the Good News segment, I had the opportunity this weekend to be with almost 500 church leaders all over the country, really, in uh, southern Indianapolis for an event put on by E2 Elders. Gary Johnson, you know that name. Gary's going to be preaching at our church the first Sunday in May. But the theme was Lead Well in Unity. Hmm. And I got to hear my absolute favorite preacher of all time, a guy by the name of Bob Russell. He's 79 now, but um, for years led the Southeast Christian Mm -hmm. Church in Louisville, Kentucky. It was consistently the largest Christian church in America. And the wisdom of Bob Mm -hmm. Russell Hmm. just cuts through the ages. It cuts through the generations. Uh, Absolutely loved it. I think it's the first time my wife has ever been able to hear mm. him. And we said we didn't want him to stop. Mm. We wanted him wow. to keep going. So wow. just great to get away, great mm-hmm. to be encouraged, and just a reminder, unity 
is everything mm. for Christ followers. Very so on good. behalf of Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying thank you for listening to Direct Line. I hope you will find your way to church somewhere this Sunday and over the next couple weeks as we lead into Holy Week. And we'll see you next week on Direct Line. Bye-bye.